0: It kind of means that, you know, we can't always observe the way he works, even though the way he works is manifesting itself. So there's a lot that Allah does that is subtle, not known to us, right? But it's happening, but it's facilitating things, things are going on, things are happening.
1: Assalamu alaikum and welcome again for our next episode of Quranic transformation. We are continuing with our special guest, Brother Iqbal Nassim. And
0: uh, let's continue on. How could he not know his own creation? For he alone is the most subtle, all aware. It's worth just looking at the other translation here. Um, Should not he who has created uh, know? So this verse, this first part of the verse can be understood in a couple of different ways, depending on how you think that it sort of um, uh, grammatically, you know, you're supposed to make sense of it. So there's two kind of options, right? I mean, ultimately, the implications is is similar, the same. But following on from the previous verse, verse where Allah is saying, look, regardless of whether you lower your voices or raised them he is aware of you know what um, everything your um your hearts uh, your chest contain you know let alone obviously what your what the words that you say and then it's like if that surprises us then you know should he not know the one who has created like i so one way to understand is given that he is the one who has created then it follows that he would then have that knowledge and awareness just as anything that, you know, and so any man made thing, when we create something, when we make something, we have an awareness of it uh, or an understanding of it, and we have an understanding of what is being produced by that particular thing, right? So a person create that, you know, people have created all sorts of obviously complex machines, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and the output, or if you like, what's going happening with these machines, what, what, what they're up to, you know, is something that we're aware of so it's the kind of that kind of idea basically since he has created then therefore you know he will obviously he has an awareness or knowledge or you can simply just understand is does he not is he you know does he not know you know who he has created or what he has created basically yeah so that's why the translation his own you know his own creation so, yeah, so that, that's, the, that's the first part. And then he mentions, as we know, it's very common in the Qur'an. Allah typically ends, uh, you know, many, many verses with typically two of his qualities. That typically, you know, two come together. In this case, um, a relative, a, a, a rarer kind of uh, combination, although it still exists in a few places. al الْلَطِيفُ Khabeer. So I should just quickly dealing with the second one Khabir is the one who is, you know, all informed, if you like, all aware khabar we know is news I mean, even nowadays in modern arabic you know and even in other related languages that word is used to describe the news right or what's going on so the idea is that he he has an awareness okay and knowledge and understanding and awareness of everything that's taking place and then you have this uh, latif and latif is a more <coughs> well you know no pun intended but it's a more subtle mysterious kind of uh, you know sort of attribute if you like and it has maybe a, kind of a couple of meanings uh, there's the idea of Lutf as gentleness, you know, a gentleness, um, and 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 then and and also latif as the one who is, who is subtle. So what does that mean? It kind of means that, you know, we can't always observe the way he works, even though, the way he works is manifesting itself. So there's a lot that Allah does that is subtle, not known to us, right? But it's happening, like, but it's but it's facilitating things. Things are going on. Things are happening. And actually, if you think about it, on that level, actually, then it's something which is, you know, one of his, um, uh, clearly a, a, uh, it's not like some attributes or qualities, which sometimes we only, you know, we only kind of, um, sometimes we only attribute certain qualities of his like to certain incidents or certain moments in time. Whereas this is one of those, which is, uh, you know, by definition, if you like, continuous in the sense that it, if it relates to, you know, what he is up to that is imperceptible to us. Yeah and it's so there's constantly so much of that happening um and maybe you know there's sort of the two are related so there's a, i don't know sometimes when i think about this quality it's this idea of you know gentle subtle and it's almost like um i don't know it's almost like as if things are uh in in human context it's like someone who does something with style almost you know what i mean yeah. like so just, you do it you do it calmly coolly not everyone can know it or pay attention to it, or whatever but you're getting the job done sort of thing right you know and it's kind of this idea obviously now when we think about uh, allah himself it's like the idea is that he's doing everything so amazingly so perfectly you know at so many multiple kind of levels right there's so many any action that we observe there's just so much there's so much detail behind it you know uh, which is imperceptible also like physically imperceptible and sometimes the the stuff that we just don't even notice even though it it is noticeable um so yeah it's it's powerful actually just to think about that and to think about and again paired with the previous verse it just gives us this, this deeper idea of just, again, that level of knowledge, um, the awareness and, and just the nature of Allah, really.
1: Brilliant. Yes, I think as you were mentioning about the subtlety there, I think that what that reminded me of is like how we are making du'a sometime and then we don't see the results of it. So if you believe in that nature that Allah is gentle, He's kind to you and is also subtle, that you know that every du'a has an impact. You may not be able yeah. to observe it, but something is mm-hmm. happening. So each time you're being consistent with your du'a day in and day out, Things are moving forward, right? You may not be able to see it yet, but there's going to be a threshold when you actually start to see and how things are lining up for you. And um, as you mentioned about the Khabir part, connecting it to the back, you know, the previous one that he's well aware of your intentions and your efforts. People might not be seeing the results, not appreciating what you have you, but Allah knows it. He, you know, that's being recorded with him and he's actually mentioning it in terms uh, in front of his angels, right? So you may not get a public mention and the whole, you know, the social cloud and whatnot, but hey, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the one mighty, he's met m- mentioning you, you know, if you will, <clears throat> liking, sharing, what have you in front of his angels, And um from my work, especially in the dawah scene, I think you know, it's just dealing with that is a lot of the why people, right? Why has Allah obligated this, or why has Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala obligated that, and why do we have to pray and so on and so forth. <clears throat> that connects with the, the first part of it is that He's the one who knows, right? We can you know spend times and hours on figuring out the why, okay, you know, should this be allowed or not? Is that better or not? Is that a good moral value or not? And we can keep debating it, and that's what we see in today's society that you have, you know, polarized extreme for every topic, whether it be parenting, leadership, uh, you know, investment, whatever you will, you have like extreme. So, and everybody is able to write books and books on their point of view. But then when it comes to, you know, following the deen and following, you know, the orders of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, realizing that he knows, and he's kind. Mm-hmm. So it's not a random order to show his authority, but that would actually lead us to be successful and more productive and more, so on and so forth. And yes, there's wisdom that we can research, but essentially it's realizing that these orders uh, and commands and the boundaries are from the creator himself, who, who knows the creation uh, best.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. That yeah. no, makes sense. So, and, um, I think, uh, yeah, I think that point you made about Dua is important because it's like, uh, trust, trusting well, there's two levels like first is trusting that you've been heard and it's like trusting in the na- in the nature of the response that the kind of the type of response and the timing of the response um you know will be uh you know will be best for you basically
1: yes and that's actually an important right that trusting that you have been heard and then khabir sort of helps you kind of connect to that and realize that he is he's well aware of what you're asking for mm, yeah, yeah. Good. Uh yeah. Fantastic. Um, do you see any other examples that, that you have seen from any other case studies, like whether it be leadership or have you, where people might be struggling with, you know, something they may feel like immediately doing and executing, where else, like, you know, uh, having some sort of a uh, a dilemma about following the orders of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and using those means compared to something that just, you know, seems very obvious and, you know, a quick route to something.
0: Oh, I see. Um yeah i mean obviously like these these things always come up right in terms of the tension between something that feels maybe easier more convenient but it isn't as ideal but it feels more immediate versus um you know versus perhaps the what might be a slightly harder path it seems right but one that might be more principled more appropriate um more god conscious and and therefore you know it takes like um some sort of uh, we'll call it delayed gratification patience whatever you want to call it right like to, to actually go to go down the right route basically and I think that that's always a uh, yeah in the context of leadership in the context of life generally like it, that's always a trade-off that we're all having to manage right um, do, I, do, I, do I go for the uh, do I go for this apparent immediate sort of win um, and in a way that seems easy and just you know within within my grasp? Uh, but am i at the same time am i zooming out and thinking about what's the overall picture kind of here um and uh, and thinking again about the the end point of where i'm trying to go and whether this actually is is in the best interest of that end point and that's uh that's just a constant sort of tussle that you know and then and a sort of um uh, sort of a, an ongoing debate or discussion within a person that needs to keep happening basically um so i think that that i that the important thing here is just always to retain sort of perspective and remind yourself like ultimately what is it that you're actually trying to achieve and to, and to do and then to make your kind of small steps uh, in such a way that they actually do actually align with the big uh, the big direction that you want to go in
1: brilliant i think yeah and that's a would you also say connected to like you know sometimes people would say that okay look if i'm pausing for salah or if i take that extra step and go and pray in, in salah in the masjid for example then it may feel like you're taking away from your productivity. Right. But then I think Mm. when it comes to, let's say your coffee breaks or, you know, any other sort of breaks, like people generally accept that, okay, going on a walk is fine enough and it's actually not reducing my productivity. And you can see those things that, yes, it's not something you would see directly Yes, I'm not in a business meeting or project meeting, I'm relatively going away from my project, but then these subtle Mm. impacts and that blessing that kicks in, that will help you propel the project as well.
0: Yeah. yeah, No, it's good. uh, Yeah. Good examples. Yeah, absolutely. So I think, um, Yeah. So in in these kinds of examples where, you know, again, we just have to, it's just like the hierarchy of relationships that we have, you know, so we have relationships with different stakeholders in life, but the ultimate relationship is the one that we have with our Lord. And so it's kind of, it's like, what are we, you know, what's the order of those really? That's what it comes down to because it's not that people who struggle with, for example, some of these things like, uh, you know, praying on time, et cetera, or uh, scheduling their work, you know, in such a way that it doesn't interfere with these kinds of duties. Like, it's not that they don't have any connection with uh, with God or it's not that they're not you know, God conscious at any level. It's just where does it fit in the order, you see? Yeah. So there might be people who in the workplace, they won't pray consistently on time, but if, when they're at home, they will, right? So they are conscientious. They're just not conscientious enough or haven't prioritized things in the appropriate way. So it's just a simple idea of you know, putting Allah first, really, in all of the kind of um, decisions that we have to make. Um, and then absolutely trusting that what will result from that is uh you know will be will be beneficial and i think um we all know this like in the moment these things feel difficult sometimes but in hindsight as i often ask people to think about it's like any time you ever made a sacrifice or you offered a prayer on time you know if you think about that now like do you do you regret that you know do you do now if you think about like do you regret ever praying on time before any prayer you've ever prayed on time like no one regrets that you know because no one probably can think of something that resulted from that that was just so terrible right whereas do you regret missing prayers you know Mm -hmm. because of whatever reasons could be laziness could be fear of this or that or you know the just you got consumed by other sort of things that will be a source of regret you will feel oh yeah you know what i didn't do right there i I actually kind of failed to prioritize so it's almost trying to think now about your future feeling when you, th- when you think back to this moment, like how are you going to react in the future to your decision now? You know?
1: Good. Brilliant. I think that's, that's a brilliant to, a point to us for us to end here on this topic and then shall see you guys in the next episode. So